Hi guys, welcome to Lash Society. Today we have a very special guest with us, Lauren Lappin, the owner of Allure Yay! Lash and Beauty Salon. I'm Diana, and this is Shania. Welcome back. So let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome, Lauren. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. Where's your margarita? We just made. I know. I put it on the coffee. We've already half finished. (laughs) Can you tell tell we've half finished? (laughs) If you haven't seen our little special segment that we just filmed, Lauren made her famous margaritas for us, and yeah, so we are just sipping on those. We're enjoying them now. They are tasting like I want more than one. <laughs> no, you're driving. We have I to be know. responsible. All right, let's get started. So we have seen you on conferences. We've seen you on Instagram. I know you very well from Instagram and I love all of your posts. And obviously I see you as someone that if I wanted to open a salon, you were the number one person that I would go to. Me too. Like not without a doubt, you are very facts-based, your figures-based, and I love that. No fluff? Yeah, no fluff, I guess. No I time mean, collapsing? Oh. <laughs> I was, you pinched my I'm line. Sorry. <laughs> I like I, I, I like that because I think that if I was, I mean, if I was ever to start a salon, I would need someone to be able to look at my numbers yes, and to be able to tell me where I'm going wrong and stuff like that. Yep. But today, but a lot sorry. of pe- A lot of people are very reluctant to... Um, divulge it's that it's such a personal thing well I mean money is such a taboo subject mm-hmm. and um, I like talking about money like I, I enjoy it I and I mean money tells the true story Absolutely. I guess so you know you can say that you, your business is going well you can you know you can say whatever but the numbers don't lie so Absolutely. yeah to have to have a you know a business coaching client that is you know very forthcoming with that type of information um I get really excited because I'm like yes this person is they are set to grow mm. they they want help they want you know proper advice they they're happy want, to put everything on the table for you to work that with. is it yeah, yeah that's it's, right it's definitely a personal thing but yes Today we want to kind of get to know you a little bit more. And I'm sure our audience okay. wants to get to know you a little bit more as well. I know her. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to kind of talk about your journey and where, how, because it's been quite a, it's been a, a journey, hasn't it? Like yeah. it's been, how long have you had the salon for now? Um, well, what's the date today? It is the 30th of June, the last day of the financial year. Oh my year. God, it Fantabulous. is. Yes. Um, tax time. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah. So on the 10th of July, which is about a week and a half away, I will be officially nine years wow. since I opened my doors to my first commercial space. So wow. yeah, it's been a little while. Thank you. So what were you doing before then? Were you um, working out of home? Is yes. that what you were doing? Yes. Okay, right. Yeah. So I just had my beauty room set up in the spare room at home. How did you know that it was time for you to go to commercial space? Because I think that's something that a lot of lash artists it's it's a it's a huge step to take yeah so So you know the biggest thing for me I I guess I am um well like I just said I'm all about transparency and things like that but I'm a very I guess a proud person and Mm -hmm. I I felt as though a lot of my clients at the time that were coming to my home maybe didn't see me in the most professional light Mm -hmm. that I wanted them to see me in. Um, They didn't treat me like the professional I was because I knew that I was very, very good at what I did. Um, And, you know, I wore a uniform at home. Um, You know, I had a proper setup and, you know, I just had clients rocking up 
half an hour, 40 minutes early. Yeah, it happens. They're like sitting in my lounge room with my kids and my husband. Like my husband's trying to cook dinner and I'm just going like – this is not right yeah it's not right you know like this is a business i have an fpos machine i'm 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 very legit but you obviously don't see this as a legitimate experience Mm. um like a business experience so um yeah had people coming early had people coming late you know i ran my salon time at home as as well like like a salon back-to-back clients you know so people sitting in my lounge room with my family for 40 minutes before their appointment like that would be uncomfortable for it them was too. Super like, I, uncomfortable. I don't know how I'd feel about that, to be honest. It was super I wouldn't feel good. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I was busy. So I used to work from four o'clock onwards. Um, I didn't have very good boundaries back then either. Mm. So I was working to ridiculous hours at night. Um, so four o'clock onwards, I'm not going to say an end time because you'll die. What's um, the end time? 11 o'clock. Yeah. <gasps> like sometimes yeah, till 11. Yeah. yeah. But I had to wait for my husband to get home from work because my yeah. son, um, my son, Patrick, he was like, you know, four, five, six months old at the time. Yeah, of course. Um, How old is he now? He was a nine. He's turning 10 oh in August. Gosh. So, yeah, I actually opened my salon when he was 11 months old. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah, yeah. But my daughter's wow. 12. So, yeah, she was a little bit older. But she was easy. She used to just chill on her own. Like, I mm. could actually lash people while she was in the room. Like, cause yeah. she, just, she used to just sit there, you know. She, yeah. she was easy. Patrick, no. Yeah. Like, he was crawling around. <clears throat> excuse me he was crawling around he was trying to get up on the bed um so i needed someone to actually have him yeah while. of course yeah so um i just i wanted to get out of home i wanted a more professional sort of setting i wanted to separate work and home, home as yeah. well that's a big one yeah, yeah. When you, i think when you one. clash the two you don't yes and, and with boundaries and putting them in place yourself mm. it make i think you get burnout a lot quicker as yes well. yeah so and I think I was my like my prices were so cheap back yeah. then. You know, I think I was doing refills for forty or fifty dollars. Mm. Um, this was in yeah 2013, 2014. Yeah. And um, but I was still making about um, you know one and a half grand a week. Yeah. So I was making enough money to pay rent easily. Yeah. And still ha- make a profit. So I guess that's when I, I knew there was those three things. I knew that I was making enough money. I knew I had been looking at commercial properties. Um, I made a decision on one, which looking back, it was too small. Yeah. Um, I should have gone bigger. I should have believed in myself a little bit more, but, um, you know, 30 square meter shop. It's safe, um, it right? Was, it it's, was it's safe. A safe. It was 300 yeah. bucks a week. Right. Yeah, yeah so that's I've, like renting. I was paying that to rent a room in a salon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you had your whole space. Yeah, I had my whole space to myself. Yeah. So yeah. 300 bucks a week. Um, and then, yeah, I so I wanted that boundary. I wanted to separate work and home. And I wanted people to see me in a more professional Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yeah. How were you taking bookings at the time? I think I, I just used a really basic um, calendar app. Um, but so but no, were clients calling you on your phone? Or? They were calling me yeah. and texting me and messaging on Facebook. I did have an Instagram page, but I think it was mainly Facebook back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd actually set up a proper page. But there was a lot of word of mouth happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, certainly in my local area at the time, I was by far the best at lashes like i because i actually moved away um for a year prior to starting my business i was in sydney um with my husband's work Mm -hmm. and i was pregnant and i still had people calling me and they were like oh you know we want 
we want you to do our makeup for the, for our wedding or you know we want lashes that's blah, right blah. you're a makeup artist oh i'm a, I'm a diploma beauty therapist oh, okay. yeah, yeah so okay. I, I did it all but yeah. Yeah, yeah so i you know six months after i'd left town i still had people ringing me and i was like oh like there's something there there's yeah, something why yeah why have i left this yeah like, so then you moved back we did oh, yeah well, we moved back with the intention i would work from home and then maybe um yeah when patrick got a little bit older start something but it happened a lot sooner i got a lot busier um than i expected i early guess on. what i'm hearing is that you made an intentional decisions though right yeah. you made that intentional step to get your own space you made that intentional step to move back home yes and then when you i feel like when you take that intentional step you kind of have to make it work right oh it you failure is not an work. option yeah, <laughs> it's, this is my favorite saying like, yeah failure is not an option like i don't have anything to fall back on yeah. you know i don't come from a wealthy family i don't have anyone backing me unfortunately mm, yeah. um so i had to make it work yeah. and also too i felt like there were a lot of expectations from um, my husband's family in particular mm. you know I'm you know there was a lot of chatter around the family you know what it's like chatter yeah. around the family yeah um yes. you know that I yes. had I'd forced him to mm. leave Sydney and move back home yeah um for my you know for my business for my you know goals it's always the woman's yeah. fault yeah and yeah, it's so funny how that doesn't apply to men it's it's huh? really sad <laughs> but i mean he was unhappy too you know we were, living, yeah. we were living in sydney we had no friends we were out in western sydney that's probably your fault as well something yeah like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know when when like i mean he was at work he'd go to work at five or six in the morning wouldn't get home till eight o'clock at night yeah that's yeah. bad too that's you know like it just it did nothing for us yeah so you know we felt very isolated we're very far away i had like a two-year-old daughter pregnant with the next one and yeah just i was so bored so bored oh my god i so. can't even imagine like i can't even put myself in your shoes to be honest because <laughs> i i don't know that's so hard do you know what I mean? Like being pregnant and then doing that and then moving back and then doing all of, uh, gaining all of your clients and then opening a salon. And yeah. then like, it's like back to back. And I don't doubt that the work has stopped in no, the meantime. No, your role changed. Like I'm not less busy, but my role now is very different yeah. to what it was in the beginning. Was yeah. it yeah. hard for you to, um, when you started employing staff, let go of the, cause you tell me you, you like control. Yep. Was it hard Hardest for thing. Yeah. Hardest yeah. thing I've had to do. Hardest part of being a business owner is not is fighting the urge to micromanage yeah. and take over. Did you micromanage in the beginning? Like yep. were you oh, yep. so you've, you've done it all. Yep. You've made She's the mistakes. Yeah. You've and now you're here telling people not to do it with that yep. weight behind you. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like it's a journey. You've of got to course, go through it. Always. And that's how you learn. Always. Um And is that how you develop like being put in that situation of your story is that how you just developed the mindset so you unconsciously developed that growth mindset or you intentionally said i need to change the way i think to grow my business a little bit of both yeah i think it was a little bit of a natural progression mm -hmm. but also i've done a lot of work with coaches and mentors over the years yep. mm -hmm. um to bring more so you've awareness. time collapsed a few times i i have time collapsed. yeah okay um yeah so i i've done a lot of personal development work i've 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 intentionally sought advice from people on how to be a better leader yeah how to amazing. be a better, that's amazing yeah because i mean it's all well and good to have a, a big salon and a and, and a big team or whatever but if you're constantly having trouble with your staff and mm. you know you can i mean how many business owners do you talk to that are like Oh my! Oh my! Business is all right, but it's the staff. 
It's the staff. Yeah. The staff are my biggest problem. My, the staff are my biggest issue. And, you know, it is, it is an ongoing thing. Like, you know, you can't control people, mm. right? And, yeah. and when you employ people, you know, they're always going to do different things and mm-hmm. unexpected things are going to pop up. Absolutely. They all have their own lives. Yeah. They have their own personalities. Yeah. There's a lot of variables. And, um, you know, when you try and micromanage and you try and just control everything, that's when you get upset. That's when you get stressed out. That's when you feel like you are just losing very stressed out. Yeah. 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 So it, I feel like once I settle back into, okay, whatever will be, will be, you know, I know that I'm equipped to deal with whatever is going to happen now. Like, you know, people leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and I used to take it so personally. I used to be, oh, you know, like it's a rejection of yeah. me. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but I just, I realised that I think maybe it, it just happened to me a certain number of times and something clicked and I went, okay, you know, I, I can deal with this. Like people come and go. Mm. No one's going to stay with you forever. Yeah. Like who stays working anywhere? Yeah, people anywhere? want their own growth as yeah, well. Yeah, but they like even just to. a change or they want, they want a different career mm-hmm. or they move away. Yeah. Like it's nothing personal. And, you know, if they have made you money, like I say if you've got a full-time lash artist or, um, you know, lash and brow artist, um, full-time, fully booked, you can expect, and you're priced right, like around the hundred dollar an hour mark, or maybe a little bit more. Um, you can expect to earn at least maybe 160k a year mm. off that person. Now, if they are really good, um, you might go 180, 190,000, yeah. which some of my girls are doing now, which is freaking amazing. I've just run all my numbers, you know, last week of June and a yeah. financial year, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh shit, you're like killing it. Do, These girls are killing really it really well. <laughs> yeah, and anyway, um, you know. You go, okay, well, someone made me um, 160 grand. They made me 320 grand over two, the two years they were with me. Mm. How can I be spiteful or angry about them, you know, wanting to change careers or, you know, wanting to go massage people or, yeah. you know, yeah. wanting to go start their own thing? So it's yeah. not just what they do for you. Like you're not yeah. looking at what they're it's expected of them to do for you. Yeah. You're now appreciating and looking at like what they're... Well, that's a good run. Yeah, like, you absolutely. Know, absolutely. Like the, you know, they were a good employee while they were with me. Mm-hmm. They helped me build my business. So absolutely. you're like, thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Not, no, you. no, it's that's Thank it. you for, for being a part of my journey yeah. and, and letting me and, be a part and, of yours. And, and everyone's replaceable. Every, people come and go. Yeah. You know, it's not... You don't have to, you know, like just hold on to... And, and that's also, you know, a big issue with, with women in business, women that have never been taught to manage people, um, you know, we're, we're people pleasing. Absolutely. We are, sca- you know, we, we train these girls up to be amazing and then we're shit scared they're going to quit. Mm. So we say yes all the time mm. and then they start pushing the boundaries yeah. and then the other staff see them pushing the boundaries and then they start to push the boundaries too. Yeah. So that's when it starts to get very stressful your staff walk all over you. The morale goes down mm. because your team don't respect you as yeah. a leader. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's when it starts to get bad. And, and, you know, I try and coach my coaching clients on leadership now as well because, you know, you can't run a business. You can, If your team aren't performing, you know, if they don't respect you, if they don't respect you enough to 
work hard to sell product to upsell you know if they're not being rewarded for going that extra mile yeah you know you're not incentivizing them you're not rewarding them you're not providing an environment for them to thrive in and yeah. grow and be challenged they're going to leave sooner rather than later so i think that a big question that people would have when they hire lash artists is what if they go and open their own salon what if they have that fear and i guess we see it a bit in the lash i mean you would see it all the time Mm -hmm. but what if they what if they do that what if they become my competition what if they take my clients what if that's it that's a huge concern amongst people right in hiring staff that's something that must hold them back a bit so what what advice do you give people um what if they do what's the worst thing that's going to happen Mm. Are they going to take every single one of your salon clients? Mm. Because I don't think they'll physically be able to do that, will they? Yeah, that's a um, good point. Yeah. Mm. And what are you left with? What resources do you have to serve all of the clients that they're going to leave behind? Mm. Is that going to put you under pressure? Will it be a little People bit of a favour if that. they take some? You know, until you replace them? That's a yeah, very I good never, I wouldn't have even wouldn't thought have about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I mean, I know this because it's happened to me multiple times, you know, like I had someone leave that I clung on to, you know, really hard in Mm. the beginning. And I mean, she was amazing. She was my second employee. Um, You know, I taught her everything I knew and she had the gift of the gab. She could sell ice to Eskimos. Mm. You know, she was great. She was like a little sister to me Mm. and she worked with me for two years and then she left and I felt like my heart was ripped out. It was horrible. Um, but in saying, you know, your question about competition, she's going to go out and, you know, be my competitor. She did. She went and started her own salon, which Mm. is still, she's still operating to this day. So that Mm. was 2017. Um, so what are we, what was that? Seven years ago. ago. Yeah. Oh my God. That's seven years ago. Yeah. Six six years ago. Yep. She's still, you know, she's just moved into a different premises, I think. Um, got a few staff now as well. And, you know, I was dirty on her to begin with. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but now like, it's funny because the chatter around town, cause I'm from a small town. Yeah. Not small compared to here, small compared to Melbourne, (laughs) but, um, not small, small, but yeah. Um, you know, her claim to fame was she, oh, that's that girl that used to work at Alua. Yeah. So people knew she was good because she worked for me first. So she left, she took about 20-odd clients okay. and I thought the world was ending. Do you know what? It didn't. Did you financially take a hit from that? No. Well, no. We were still <laughs> That's booked all that matters, out. Right? We were still, because before she left, we were booked out a month in advance. Yeah, so she like cut it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I actually, I had to increase my hours to absorb her clients that she'd left. Yeah. And I had to hire someone straight away, but I was still doing a lot of clients back then. You know, I was doing 40, 40 hours, then she left. I was doing 50 hours a week of clients. Yeah. And it was really tough. But yeah. financially, like we were, we were still good. And then I replaced her, trained a new girl up. It was like nothing happened. It was yeah. a fart in the wind. Did you? We- <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... It, People come and go. Everyone is replaceable. This is the thing. Like, you, yes, it takes a long time to get someone trained up with lashes. Yeah. Yes, it takes a long time to get them doing good lashes. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to be able to do them. Then it's another thing to be able to... Be good at them. Yeah. It's, it's another thing to be fast mm. and be skilled, have good retention. Mm. You know, like you get complaints from, you know, um, clients that maybe go to your newer staff because... 
you know, and it's nothing in particular they're doing wrong. I just feel like you, you know, as you get better at lashes, you you naturally, yeah. like your clients have better retention yeah. and, you know, you're a bit gentler and you can, more efficient, all of that sort of stuff. You put more on, um, they're fuller, they're happier, um, but it's all a process. Yeah. And, you know, yes, people can leave. Yes, they can take clients, but it's not going to bring your business burning down in flames. Yeah. You know, it, it, if anything, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and um, he was talking about an arc, the guy, Ed Milet. Um, do you guys listen to no. the Ed, Ed Milet show? You should. It's just inter- interviews with okay. amazing, successful, crazy, good send, people. Can you send it to me? Yes, <laughs> so good. You want to send it to me too. But he was, he was talking about an article from a TV Week magazine that he read about Tiger Woods like years ago and he carries this magazine with him around everywhere because it reminds him about being successful and yeah. the hard work that, that has to go in. But apparently Tiger Woods said something about um, you've got to have a competitor. Yeah, because that you've got, you. You've got to have an enemy. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And if you don't have one, you should create one. Yeah. Because it does. It, it pushes you. you mm-hmm to be better and honestly when she left I had this pity party for myself for about four weeks mm. you know oh I want to sell my business oh I can't sell it because I'm the one that makes you all the money you want to sell your business yes hell yeah I, I was like I don't want to do it anymore it's too hard do you know how normalizing it is to hear this I'm working I'm working 50 <laughs> hours a week I've got no time I'm doing the cleaning I'm doing the social media got these staff I'm doing the pays I'm doing the bloody account reconciling I'm doing everything I've got two little kids I just sold my house Mm. and I was building a new one Mm. I was renting my brother brother-in-law's shack that was like 20 minutes out of town so Mm. on top of on top of this girl leaving the business the workload I had I was living 30 minutes further out from my salon than I used to I was dropping one kid at school, one kid at daycare a few days a week and then he was going to preschool a couple of days. I had all this other shit Mm. going on, you know, like layers of complexity and layers of stress. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. This is – it's too hard. Do you feel like it's almost too easy to give up? Yes. And it's so much harder to just keep going and believe in yourself. Yeah. It's really hard to keep believing in yourself. It's And, you know, when you've got people in your family, your friends that are like, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe you should just be a mum. Maybe you should just give it up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just sell it. Just And I'm like, it's not worth anything. It's not worth anything without me there. What what am I selling? A business name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is the thing, you know, this is why I bang on about you know, policies and procedures, you know, get them together, get your shit sorted, get your house in order. So if something does happen to you or you do want to give it up, you can, it's worth money. Yeah. You know, if you're the one making the most money, if you're the one with the highest client retention rate, if you're the one, um, you know, in there putting, putting in all the hours, you know, you've got a team, you might have a team, but they're not making half as much money as you, Mm. right? What's your business worth at the end of the day? If you go, if you remove yourself from that equation, what's your business worth? Mm. So this is why you need to set it up to run without you. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you want to work in your business, I, I still work one day a week in my business. I'm thinking about putting it up an extra day. Yeah. Because I still love doing lashes. Yeah. But I know that I can't do them full time because I, I don't have the mental capacity to do everything else I'm doing 
if I'm in there seeing clients 40, 50 hours a week still. With your coaching clients, how many hours a week would you have? Are you starting? Well, not starting to, sorry. Do you dedicate to that aspect of your salon goals business and your Um, mentoring? Well, because I'm sort of in the growth phase of my business, Mm -hmm. it's been a lot. Mm. Yeah. I've been dedicating dedicating a lot of time to um, my coaching business, my coaching clients, but my salon can run without me. I'm not needed in there every day. Yeah. Um, I just work Thursdays in my salon and then um, I'm coaching mostly every other day, but I've just kind of rejigged my calendar because I have been feeling a little bit of that burnout lately. Yep. Um, I've been having those feelings. Honestly, I'm just going to get real, real here. <laughs> get real. Um, I have been feeling that. This is tequila alone. <laughs> I, I was going to say, we're getting half, some feelings I've only had half. I've only had <laughs> half a one. Um, but yeah, I, I've been feeling like, mm, is it all worth it? You know, I, I sit in my office from 8 at 8, 8.30 a.m. till, you know, 10 o'clock at night. I'm, my husband's running around after my kids. Um, you know, I'm, I feel very fortunate that I, um, you know, I have that flexibility and I have that support. My, yeah. That's another thing, I mean, you know, that I think that's not talked about a lot. Um, I know I'm going on a tangent, no, sorry. No, go. go. Um, but, you know. <laughs> go, like, go, 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 go. <laughs> um, you need support. Mm. If you want to do this, you want to run a business. I wonder if my family's listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. You need support. Like, do you know how many people that I have coached or talked to over the years that just, oh, I really want to do it, but my partner tells me it's too risky or my mm. partner tells me, no, I've got to be home with the kids or my partner tells me this or my parents told me that and I just don't think I can do it. Like, yeah. um, you know, you need support and I'm very, very fortunate to have a very, very supportive husband. He's supported all my crazy ideas over the years and he's built my salon a few times over pulled it down then built it again then <laughs> oh my god we like, love tradie yeah tradie husbands well, my, hu- my husband's an engineer like he's, oh he's an engineer yeah I he's thought his son was a tradie well everyone thinks he's a tradie because he's always getting around in high vis um <laughs> no he he's a civil engineer but his oh, dad awesome. his dad and his brother are both chippies oh. and um, he he used to come home from uni um, on the uni holidays and build houses with his dad. Yeah. So he knows – he's very, very handy. He knows yeah, how absolutely. to do everything. So I'm yeah. very, very lucky, very lucky. But I've had that support and I don't think I could have got to where I am if I didn't have it. Yeah. So, yeah, he does all the cooking and stuff now, runs around after the kids. He does the bus drop-off, the pick-up. He takes the kids to kids' sport, um, you know, while I'm in my office. And – I'm feeling a little bit shit about that. I'm having that mum guilt. Yeah. I, I, I always think there's mum guilt. There's no time where you can ever escape it, even if you are the best mum in the world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit burnt out and I do probably need to maybe get an assistant mm. um, with my coaching business or someone just do some admin yeah. or, you know, I don't know, maybe set up some ads so I don't have to create as much organic content yeah. anymore. You're because a gun at the content. Yeah, I, I don't know. know how you do it. You shit know. it out. It's like, <laughs> you seriously, you always have content. It's always oh, fresh. See, it's I, always there. It could always it's be so better. much work though. I'm so much hard. I'm very hard on myself. Well, that's like, why you're successful though because you keep reevaluating yourself, right? Oh, yeah, but it's a curse as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a headache. Yeah. It's a yeah. headache. So, yeah, no, I, I do dedicate a lot of time to it, um, but I am in that growth phase, so I might take my foot off the gas. I, I've got um, 
the last round of live teachings of Salon Goals um, currently. We just did week one last week, so we'll be finishing mid-September. Yep. I actually think I'm going to take the foot off the gas later in the year. So September through to Christmas, um, I'm not going to run another live. That's a good time for goals. To do yeah. That. yeah, so good. And I'll just do my um, my mastermind. And yeah, I think salon goals will become a um, like an evergreen type product that people a self paced. I think that's course. brilliant. Yeah, yeah um, just people because, can still yeah. privately. Will they be able to still privately be coached by you? Yes, but okay, I've right. halved my number of one on one coach oh, coaching geez. clients as well, and yeah. I'm starting to get a little bit pickier about who yeah. I work with. Because, as you should be. Yeah. Um, it's all well and good to say, yeah, I can coach you, I can build your business, da 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 da. But you would be shocked at the amount of people that get a business coach because it's the in thing to do or yeah and they whatever not ready for it yeah yeah like yeah. i i can tell someone what to do i like i'm i don't know i feel i'm not going to toot my own horn but like i can look at someone's business and go this is where the holes are and yeah. i feel mm. you're very much the same because you've told me like five things i should be doing already today <laughs> wait what what have i said you know about the oh the, yeah, yeah but that's yeah. I, i'm the type of person even bridget says this to me as well like i i'm better at telling people what to do but yeah, when it comes same. to doing it myself i'm like nah i can't be <laughs> fucked <laughs> but then i speak to bridget she's like you're so switched on like i'm like yeah i can i'm just i'll just tell everyone what to do it's like, hard with yourself because then you have to deal with your emotions about it as well yeah it's easy to tell someone not it's not easy but you can take the emotion out of it and be logical when you're telling someone else right yeah, yeah. but yep. when you're trying to do it for yourself you have emotions you have commitments you have this yep. you have that yep so that's why you need someone i think and that mm-hmm. goes back to your support and your business coaching can yep. i get a new maybe is there a position i can do there's that person that just tells without yeah, a think. business coach no 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 yeah. <laughs> Nah. Accountability <laughs> coach? Ooh. No, no, no. I don't want no. <laughs> I think um a lot of it comes like coaching, it comes down to accountability as yeah. well. Just having I know myself, um, having a business coach, you know, investing in a coach, investing in a mentor, having someone that is there going, Hey Lauren, did you get that work done? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, she's gonna be disappointed. What is your advice no. on the pe- for people that are looking for a business coach? Just just really yep. surface level. Surface like- level, what do you wanna do? Where do you want your business to go? Mm. And you need to choose a coach or a mentor that has done that before you. They've already paved the way. They have all the answers. They have the knowledge. They have the experience to be able to tell you exactly what you want to do with your business. So, you know, if you have a small salon or, you know, you've got a couple of staff and you want to grow it into, you know, a million-dollar business or, yep. you know, you want to have – you want to franchise it or you mm. want to have multiple locations or, or whatever. You need to get someone who's done, done that successfully mm. or still doing that successfully. Yeah. Don't get someone that looks cool that's got the most followers mm. on Instagram and TikTok, mm. you know, that maybe only knows how to build a coaching business. Yeah. Or an e-commerce business. I think that that's what really – like, I don't want to – I'm not – Anyway, grinds out gears. <laughs> I, I, I love TikTok. I sit on TikTok a lot. Like I, I told yes. you, get on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, generic business coaches yes. that are filming TikToks from their bedroom, right? Which is cool because I, I work from home as well. Yeah. But the content they are telling you, it's all the same. It's just mm. very generic. It's like they all have the same coach the above them. Tell, they yes. use the same catchphrases and yeah. and it's like I even the same imagery. What they're saying isn't wrong imagery. most mm. of the time. But 
I want to ask them, and I, I don't. Like, I, I know I've got a little bit of a mouth on me, but, like, I feel like <laughs> commenting going, what is the business prior to you launching yeah, like your where, coaching what's business? Your, what's so your what authority? credibility do you yeah, have yes. to sit there going, you need to do this, you need to do that? When you're literally in a like you're 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 in a bedroom with a peace love peace yeah. like, love what's those yeah. stupid love peace like live show, laugh love yeah live like that <laughs> like we knew what you were trying to say it, it, yeah that thing but it's just if there was evidence behind what they are doing I would be like I believe what you're saying yeah yep. but I just that's what grows, I think what you've hurts. got to ask the question you know if they're flashing around bags and um you know designer clothes and cars and things like that um the question's got to be asked how they made that money yeah um because if they made it from their coaching business it's not really real yeah like i mean it's real like don't get me wrong like it's real it's real money it's real stuff that they bought with that real money but um you know did they make that money um you know doing the thing that you want to be coached on yeah. You know, and this was one thing that was very, very difficult for me when I was starting to promote myself as a coach. Um, you know, my coach was saying, you know, you need to show your car. You need to show your house. Mm. You need it to works, show your though. things. I know, but I it's felt, it's I felt yeah. sick. I felt sick mm. because what are we told as women? Oh, you know, not I'm getting yeah, all no, feminist. I'm getting all feminist. No, I understand but what you're saying. What, what are we told? You know, don't show off. Mm. Don't talk about yourself. Mm. So all this stuff that I was doing early um, to try and sort of show that I'd been successful in my salon business prior to me being a business coach, it was really difficult. And I still feel a little bit like, people are going to think I'm a wanker, you know, they're going to think that I'm showing off, you know, what are they going to say about me? Are they going to send this story to their friends and bitch about me? You know, like we always, you know, you have those, horrible thoughts but you know we're told this we're taught this as kids you know like don't show off yeah, don't like be humble yeah i, yeah. I wasn't but everyone else was <laughs> I had to well you're lucky like, you're nah, lucky nah. i know you know i was always like you know keep your voice down mm. like don't show off you mm. know you don't always have to be the center of attention mm. you know like that that kind of thing you know yeah. don't talk about money yeah like there's yeah there's a lot that goes into it that makes us into who we are today but yeah like um i think definitely i know i sort of got a little bit granular there but i know you said surface level no no that's fine (laughs) it happens happens. so just basically looking for someone that has done what you have done yeah like if you want to if you want to build a seven figure e-com business yeah if you want to be like Australia's most sought after lash trainer, mm. you know, go find someone who has done that. Yeah. If you, yeah, ecom, if you want to have a lash brand, get a coach that's done it, yeah. Yeah. that knows what they're talking about. They know what website platform to, you know, yeah. tell you. They know, source, they know which, they Funnels, know which Facebook ad, yeah, ads, yeah, Facebook all ads. That. They that's don't, all, they, a whole different skill. They know where to direct you. It, yeah. it is completely different to a salon. Absolutely. So if you are looking to grow your salon, I mean, first and foremost, you do need the basics. You need, you need a business coach. You need someone who's been there, done it, um, you know, had a salon, ran a team, but, you know, looking outside the industry as well. You yeah. don't have to yeah. go inside the industry. Um, you know, mentorship. <laughs> like, you I know, feel very validated right now. But, like, <laughs> you know, like leadership. Like, I've gone outside the industry to be 
a better leader of people. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need to have staff to, you know, utilize leadership skills. skills. Absolutely. Because being a better leader will enable you to be, um, you know, a better service provider to mm-hmm. your clients as well. And, you know, if you have like a big social media following people, you're a leader. People look to you for advice. Yeah. They look to you um, for inspiration. So, you know, leadership, um, you know, maybe um, money coaching, mm. um, how to how to manage your money, how to, yeah. you know, that like financial sort of stuff, you know, um, go sit with your, your, your accountant yeah. and, you know, learn the ins and outs of how to read financial statements, mm. you know, like that kind of knowledge is going to make you a better business owner as well. It doesn't have to be, like I said, the coolest person you could find with, you know, 20K or 30K followers or even more yeah. on, on Instagram or the one who's done the sexy photo shoot. Yeah. Because what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, well, they can tell you how to market. Yeah. They can teach you how to market. And I mean, probably. marketing and uh, yeah, I mean, finance, um, you know, business, marketing. Marketing is another big skill that you need, obviously. Yeah. Marketing's but, the yeah. hardest thing. It I've is. Found. It comes so, it's, especially yeah. now, it's not just your old school like ads and stuff. Oh, it's I the used whole, to just chuck up a holistic approach. I used oh to chuck God. up a beautiful close up photo of like a volume set that I did, and, and I used the to do likes wonders. just come rolling in. <laughs> like, I, you know, and I was, and, and, and I was like, days. oh, you're so good. Yes, bookings, you know, online bookings, you know, receive payment from this person. Yep, I'll go, yep, I've got the bookings. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and, yeah, but now it doesn't work like that. It's you got to dance around and, you know, be really good at video editing. And yeah. <laughs> you know. That's the thing. And then with it, there's like, there's UGC content, which is user-generated user yes. content. A lot of e-commerce brands do it. Yes. And it's a lot easier when you've got a product. So with my e-com business, like, which is still dabbling because I'm learning, I can hire someone and pay them like, yes. between 100 and 500 and they'll film a video using the product and I can post yeah. that. Amazing. With International Lash Masters or with Lashed, it's harder because yes. I, at the moment I'm running the conferences and I I, I – I want to get to a point where I can grow my business and outsource, but I don't want to hire random people that aren't in the industry to yep. make content because yes. you can do that. There yeah. are agencies that will get people to create lash it's content. It's very vanilla. Yeah. It's they very, don't, they don't know anything land. about no, lashes. And I know, like, I know a few girls, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative. I know a few people in the lash industry that have done that. And but, but, but I think it's because I know personally that they don't own or run or work in the business that I can pick it up yes. who's using general. And I just feel like I, I want, I'd rather try and do it. It needs to be community, authentic. Yeah, authentic, authentically. Mm. But it's, it's a lot of work and I can understand why people outsource it because yeah. creating content is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. job. And like, I just want to say, when did being a small business owner yeah require you to know how to create content <laughs> and lo- know what low exposure is oh and captions and it's it's yeah. it's it's very difficult probably yeah. and and a forever changing landscape and you got to move with the times and keep up to date and otherwise you get left behind but yeah, yeah it i i, I takes love up a lot of time. i love watching the as i said before i love tiktok there's a lot of younger because I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I've been hustling oh. since I was 14 or whatever. And I'm sure, like, we're, we're all at that. Well, you're still 25. You've got what? <laughs> but we're, we're not old. But, but with <laughs> the, the younger kids on TikTok with their content and that availability of having different social media platforms and their energy levels, I've seen so many people grow their businesses exponentially cool and are? quickly mm. in, like, a year or two. Like, even with active wear. But they get it. They get they're it. They're on the ball. They get yeah. it. They know There's what the There's this girl wants. I follow. I think Ava Active. She's just she's, – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. always on. Like, hey, guys, like, this is my – she's very, very good at her content and she's she's got an active wear 
alarm. Boomers now. She released. <laughs> she did a launch at six o'clock one night for an e-commerce. She got a thousand orders in half an hour or something like that. And Amazing. I was like, I was a bit bitter. but i was happy for her but that's how powerful social media is if she was doing it organically like 10 years ago Mm. yep there'd be minimal businesses on tiktok that would have like flourished so Mm. quickly so Mm. it is a it's very important for your business but it is very 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 hard it is and you know i bang on a lot about social media too like Mm. to my coaching clients and you know when you're not consistent on there you know i want to get more clients i want to get more clients and i'm like okay well did you show up on stories consistently? Mm. Did you are you always posting the same thing? You know, why are you posting, you know, posts about, you know, services that you don't want to sell? Mm. Yeah. You know, like, and it kills your algorithm too. If you really stop does. for a few weeks and then post heaps, yeah. it doesn't it the, if the algorithm won't like it. And I mean that like I would say, like, you know, I have business owners that are like, oh, I, but I just don't have time for it. I don't have time mm. for it. I'm like, well, if you are going to devote your time to anything, like two or three hours a week, you know, planning your socials or batching or just planning even, it's 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 coming up with the ideas half the time yeah. is the thing that stops people. You're good. Have you seen her TikToks? No, because I'm not on there. She goes viral. All, she does all these lash skits. They're amazing. Oh, and that's what, that's what... But that's authentic to me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I talk shit a lot and I there's just There's no selling. There's no pitching yeah. of anything. <laughs> that's but cool. But have you found that... TikTok has helped your sales for your product. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm not selling. People are That's coming what I'm to saying. me because they like yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? funny and... Yeah. And then they like to listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's not what I'm going for. But obviously, the like, more professional the content it. is, it doesn't land on TikTok. I think TikTok. it lands yeah. to certain audiences. And I think you need to create content based on the audience that you want to pull. Because you see a lot of lash artists making content for other lash artists. Oh. And not for your... One of my pet peeves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you need to make content that you're that your audience wants to see and mm. engage with and is nice for them. And they're like, oh, that's a nice set or something about yourself that makes you connect with your clients, right? Yeah. Yep. And I think that's a – I mean, you would see it all the time. Like yes. I said, like yep. people, people miss the mark there a little and bit. And I mean, also too, like just going a little bit more surface level even, like why from your business social media accounts, why do you need to follow and engage with – all the other lush artists in Australia. Yeah. Like it's not helping the algorithm either. You know, if if all these like lash salons are just interacting and, and commenting and liking yeah. and sharing each other's stuff all the time. It's pushing out to other lash artists, yes. not customers and clients. Yes. And, you know, the whole purpose of having a business Instagram account is to get clients for your mm-hmm. business, get people in the door. You know, likes and follows are one thing. You know, I'm going to use that term vanity vanity metric. But if they're not located in your local area and they're not in your target market, why are you even bothering? Why are you spending time on content if, you know, you're just, you know, catering to other lash artists because you're worried about what they're But even again, what you said was quite important, but even again, knowing that, that fact mm. is another it's just is a skill in yep. itself when you're yep. understanding how social media works yes which is like a part and part of the parcel that takes why it takes such yeah. a full-time yes. job i have a um lash artist girlfriend and she's quite you know she's got quite a lot of followers she's gone she has a lot of followers on tiktok and stuff like that and i was like to her like she was telling me a while ago that she was struggling with bookings and i was mm. like 
But you, sh- you look successful yeah. because you've got X amount of followers. Exactly. Yeah. But she said that it's great, but she has a lot of international yep. followers because she's gone so viral on TikTok. Mm. So she can't convert them. No. If she was a supplier, yep. amazing. Beautiful. But Excellent. Yep. she's a local lash artist, yeah. right? You've got a brick and mortar business. You need to market to your local. And your hashtags exactly. too should yes. be about your local area, not yes. hashtag lash Russian artist. volume. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag lash training. Hashtag. Yeah volume tweezers yeah no yeah no. that's what um <laughs> i spoke about this no. on my story one time about how i make content making fun of like clients poking fun of clients but my client i'm not trying to get clients i'm trying to relate and land yes. with lash artists yeah and that's so they'll also share my content yeah, yeah. you know what it. i mean yeah. yeah so it's like you can't be poking fun at your clients either no, no. it's I'm, such a bad look <laughs> yeah it is and i see it a lot and even you know we're guilty of this to a degree, mm. to a degree when I'm going to say um, because I stopped it. And look, just going back to stuff and control freakiness and all of that sort of stuff, um, you know, we've been making a few reels lately for the salon and, um, you know, some have gone really well, some have tanked, you know, we're just I'm just testing the waters. Yep, but um, the girls took it upon themselves to film a reel the other day and, um, and anyway, they sent it through and it was one of my staff. Like I didn't give them this idea. They actually did it, which, you know, excellent. They're thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're thinking outside the box. They're doing that work autonomously. I don't have to be there going, can you film this reel? Can you film that reel? Mm. Rah, 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 rah. They're thinking about it. They're having fun with it, which is great. Yeah. I applaud them for that. But the reel was um, one of my newer staff members, um, you know, talking to the camera. It was a voiceover. And I think she was saying, oh, but did you really? But mm. did you really? Mm. Did you really? Are you sure you did? And she, it was a green screen reel and there was dirty, a picture of dirty lashes in the background. Oh, like the cold cleansing your yeah, lashes. Like did, yeah, like did you cleanse mm. your lashes? You're lying to me. Did you cleanse mm. them? And anyway, they sent it through. They sent the audio through and I was just like, look, well done, girls, that you you filmed it. You, yeah. you know, you lip synced it perfectly. Might not land. You right. know, um, you did the the green screen filter. You did it all right. Thank yeah. you. I, you know, thank you because I want to, I want them to keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. I don't want to have to be in there creating content. I want them to do it. Um, but I said, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to post it because clients could be offended by that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's going to land with other lash artists because they will resonate with it. They'll be like, oh yeah, my clients don't wash their lashes either. Yeah. But our clients might see it and go, oh, what if that's me? Yeah. Are they poking fun of me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to go there now because I feel uncomfortable about Absolutely. the state of my lashes. So, you know, I made that call. And hygiene is a personal thing as well. Oh, yeah, If you're is. poking fun at your clients yeah. without saying yeah. something directly. Yeah. But there's a lot of that going around, you know, like, oh, when my client arrives early and then, I'll, you know. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's not done with malice. It's, no. it's the first thing yeah. that comes it's, to your head. When you hear like a certain TikTok voiceover, that yeah, it's like it's, I can make a trend about like yeah. it's a trend. Yeah. It's just it's really fickly. Yeah, it's really fickly. But the 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 thing that's forefront of mind is I'm gonna get lots of engagement. Exactly. From this. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get, views, get I'm gonna get 50k views. This is gonna go off, and yeah, it might, but it doesn't do your business any favors. No. You, it doesn't equal money in the bank. It doesn't equal new clients. Yeah. So you know. Like who gives a shit about how many views? Like we had one reel that we had one reel that got like eight hundred thousand views. Mm. Yeah, our engagement rate was up for a few months, and that that's great. Like because I do have a lot of local 
um, followers in my local area. A lot of people follow us because I've done that hard work. I've created content over the years that, you know, speaks to them. Um, you know, and I do think you do need to post like a few sort of high engagement sort of stuff mm-hmm. every now and then. But, you know, your content does need to hit one of those four pillars. You know, yeah. you, you've got to be marketing yourself. You've got to be educating your um, audience or, you know, um, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, your personal like relatable style content, stuff, relatable yeah. or inspirational or yeah. funny. So people go on socials to be entertained. You know, they don't want to be sold to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, if you're not ticking one of those boxes, maybe don't post it. Yeah, absolutely. With your ideal client. I'm in so mind. bad. I literally just repost stories going, we've got a sale on, take it. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yours is good. No. I'm better on my personal TikTok, but I just post because it's cathartic. I'm yeah, not really I get marketing that. myself or niche because I have no idea. Yeah. Um, how did you... When you want to get your staff to make reels, yep, are they all okay with it? Like, is it recommend? Is it recommended? Or if if one of them doesn't want to be like, I know it's 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 a hard it's a hard yes. thing. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get your, all your staff to like? like you how do you guys motivate have to them make enough content? to want to take like, on that? Do they ever feel uncomfortable to make yes. content? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a big problem. Um, you know, I hear it from a lot of business owners. I, you know, I can't. How do you? Oh, the question: How do you get your team to make content? Mm-hmm. And Basically, it's in their contract. Yeah, they have to. It's part of their job position. Yeah, mm. um, or their their position description. You know, they need to photograph and video their work. Um, they need to be in videos. You know, I've got a social media release. They'll have to sign it. Mm-hmm. Say that they're comfortable with their name and face being used on my business's social media. Wow, so mm-hmm. you even have to have social media releases now for you, like. You well, you should. Yeah, yeah. of course. That's yeah. Thing. Like, that's some, I, I'm, I'm sure that's something that people won't think of yeah. for like everyday yeah. stuff. Oh, can you just make a reel? Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, you. It, I suppose now. Uh, if ever I have new staff start, they kind of expect it because they've seen they get staff it. before yeah. them create content. But it was very, very hard in the beginning. And I'm going to give a little coaching tip, you know, that only my, you know, Salon Goals students mm. and that usually hear. So in the beginning, I wanted to encourage my team to create content. And this was in the days before Reels. You know, this was before you had to physically show up on mm. screen. And... Anyway, I used to run a photo and a video of the month competition within the salon. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, um, all you girls at the start of the month, um, I want you to post your best work, a video and um, a photo. All of you post them in our group, our Facebook group, because we've got a work Facebook group. Um, And there's another little tidbit. Um, Yeah. (laughs) For communication, we can put events in for training, um, anything like that. We can pop in there and it's you know you can upload documents and things like that it makes it really easy um but yeah so everyone chucks their photos in and then at the end of the month i choose a winner 50 bucks cold hard cash one for the photo one for the video and it just really encouraged um everyone to participate and got them used to taking photos as well and videos of their work um but like i said that was back when it was all just about the videos and photos um but now i actually schedule it in um, so for filming reels, I'll actually block out time in someone's column and I'll be like, we're going to do this reel here. Yeah. So they know, they they know, there's no getting out of it. Yeah. There's no, if you get time, can you um, create these reels? Yeah. You know, like because you never have time. Yeah. You book more and more clients in and making money is great, but you've also got to, you know, 
promote yourself so that you make money in the future as well. So, yeah. Going back to hiring staff, I know that this must be a common question as well. How do you even begin? Like, how do you hire your staff? Because I I follow your um, salon and everybody seems like they love being there. (laughs) I I hire based on personality now. Okay, right. Yeah. So I used to hire based on skill and qualifications, Um, you know, have they done lashes for X amount? Have they done training with this trainer? Rah, rah, rah. Have they got a, you know, a diploma of beauty therapy? You know, looking at that sort of stuff because I wanted, I was focused on making money as quickly as I could off them. Yeah. Um, but now, um, usually, I, well, I've realized that those people have egos attached. And do you train them yourself? Yeah. Or I'll send them away occasionally, like, um, or like I'll get someone on the team to train. Right. Or, okay. Yeah, right. Share it around a bit, like, because. Yeah. You know, it just – honestly, the people that I have hired that have had qualifications um, that were trained formally. You're stuck um, in one mindset. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were set in their ways. They did things differently to me, not the way that I wanted things done in my salon or mm. the training was just shit, to be mm. honest. Um, they didn't learn what they needed to learn. Um, I actually had someone start with me. Um, she, I actually hired her because she'd gone and done a lash course with this very famous trainer. Mm. I was very excited about her starting and coming on board and, um, yeah, I got her to do a model because I wanted to see where she was at mm. and I let her go for about half an hour, 40 minutes. Like I just, yep, you you go for it because I reckon when you're standing over someone's shoulder, no yeah, one's no, going to do their best work. Yeah. Um, and I came back and I checked through her work and they were all stuck together. Yeah. And I was like, um, you're not isolating. And she was like, mm. what's that? <laughs> And that's horrible. She'd gone and done a two-day volume course with this famous. You're going to tell us when we stop filming who it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she didn't know what isolation was. Yeah, and I was just dumbfounded. And yeah, so that sort of after that, I was kind of like, mm, yeah, maybe I'd be better at training these kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, they, you know, usually they have an ego. They've got habits, um, and I've got to retrain them from scratch anyway. Yeah. So sometimes it's just better to hire based off personality or other skills. You know what they're like as a person, how loyal they are. Like if I look at someone's job history, and they've stayed, you know, quite a few years in different roles, depending on their age, obviously. Yeah. If they're quite young, they're probably not going to be in many different roles. But, um, you know, like. Yeah, I I really just hire based off personality now, how they're going to fit with the rest of the team as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, normally people that are already skilled have big egos and, and they don't mesh well. They're not yeah. team players. They think they're awesome. They don't need they don't need to work or they can go do it. Somebody else will take them I don't on. think yeah. I could have staff that were like that if I had a salon. I think everyone would need to mesh together to make Absolutely. it a really yeah. good it needs to be like a balance. Yeah. It's, a, it's a delicate balance. Yeah. So, yeah. It, What's your hiring process then? So, do you do you utilise Seek? Do you utilise social media? No, no. Social media because, oh, okay, right. um, because I, I'm, I'm from Albury-Wodonga. So, there's about 100,000 people collectively yeah. in, in Albury-Wodonga. Um, and Seek doesn't really work very well um, because we're such a small community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it would in Melbourne or Sydney or Gold okay, Coast right. or whatever. You know, you've got such a lot, larger net yeah. of people um, that you can advertise to. Whereas I'm in Albury, I'm fairly established, like I said, nearly nine years. Um, I'm in the CBD. I have 
quite good, um, like, you know, frontage, like three mm. sides of my salon. People walk past, they see signage. They know who we are. Yeah, okay. Usually when I post a job, it gets shared around with local people as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I look, I used Seek for the first time last year. Um, I had someone leave and um, she had a career change. She started doing, um, like, counselling. Mm-hmm. And anyway... Um, I, I thought, oh, I'll see if I can get someone who can already do lashes because we're going into the busier months of the year and I just don't have time mm. to train someone from scratch. And anyway, I ended up, um, I put an ad on Seek. I thought, oh, I'll just see. I haven't done it before. Try and get someone with some experience. And um, I did not get one application. The applications yeah. that I got through Seek were um, like, they were people from India that still yeah. live in India. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah. So would you recommend someone, a lash artist that was in Melbourne or Sydney or, you Use, know, utilize seek. Seek. Utilize okay, indeed right, yeah. or something like that. But right. in, a, in perhaps a smaller... Where, you, where um, you're more of a community and you know... More it, a yeah. small community, I would just do social media. You could put a sign up on your desk, sign up on your window if you've got street frontage, um, you know, where people walk past... Um, you know, encourage your friends and family that are local to share it around. Yeah. Um, a lot of small communities have like job groups as well on Facebook. That's um, true. So yeah. you can always post in there as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are the things I'd be doing if you're in a smaller sort of community. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more question. So how does being a mum tie into all of this? Like, <laughs> how does that – because obviously I'm a parent and I uh, – I understand the mum guilt. I understand it's it's like, do you be a good parent today or do you like work yeah. on your business? I, it's it's a toss-up that and you have to make. sometimes it actually is. Sometimes it actually is. Sometimes on the weekend. I use good parent with like yeah, quotes, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes on the weekend, I will actually decide, like I'll be like, I've got a shitload of work I need to catch up on. Mm. I've got, you know, 20 DMs I haven't written back to. I've got um, I've got to do the wages. I've got to do, um, you know, this, that and the other. What, you know, work on new offers. I've got to plan my content for next week, rah, rah, rah. You know, but I've got Patrick who's playing footy. I've got Isabel who's playing hockey. And mm. then in the afternoon they want to go roller skating, you know, and I'm like, Ugh. and I, oh, actually that sounded really bad, that little... <laughs> Um, no, it doesn't. I think it's relatable, right? But, it's like another thing to add on to your list yeah. of things. And no matter how much you don't want it to be, another thing to yeah. add. And look, and we love our kids. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, we do. I do. And I'm. Go- I'm. I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to just touch back on what you said, D. Like about. Um, you know, giving other people advice. It's all well and good for me to sit here and go. Work is always going to be there. Your kids are not. Mm. and you know my daughter's 12 my son's about to turn 10 in august um my daughter's in year six she's going to high school next year she's starting to become a pretentious teenager yeah um you know she yeah yeah she's yeah she's going through she's going through it she's going through it and she will be going through it for the next couple of years right and i've kind of you know he's the mum guilt but i feel guilty that i've worked her whole life and i've worked all like worked hard you know i've put the hours in and Mm. i feel like i have missed out on a lot and you know i can sit here and say oh but i've created a better life for them and you know we have a big house and we have a nice car and they have everything that they could ever want um 
but I don't think that that's important. I don't think that's what kids want at the end mm. of the day. I think they just want their parents to be there and be nice to them and, and be supportive. And I think that being stressed out with work doesn't always make me the nicest mum. Yeah. It doesn't make me the nicest human being to be around, unfortunately. Um, I feel sorry for my husband a lot. <laughs> um, but I think I'm kind of going now, like time is running out, like, really like my daughter might only be home for another eight like six years maybe I know I don't know and and that just goes so fast yeah and my son's probably only want gonna want to cuddle me for maybe another year or so like he's 10 um so I feel like I really need to um focus on them and do a bit more with them and make that decision and go okay no I'm gonna do footy I'm gonna do hockey today and we're gonna go roller skate yeah. rather than sitting in my office on a Saturday um did that yeah, influence your decision to step back a little bit from salon goals like do you think that maybe subconsciously or even yeah consciously, no that would like have... like I said I'm I'm feeling tired yeah um, I've hustled hard too like Diana just said it like I've I've been hustling hard like you know I didn't have anyone to save me. I didn't have yeah. anyone to give me money. I like I've been wanting to make make something of my life for myself. I wanted to build an empire like since forever. And it's hard to unwire that out of your brain. It as really well. you know it what is. they say as well. Like I've done, I've read a lot of books on like trauma and things like that. When you're in, when you're in that building stage, and you're in that, I need to build. Like you mm. hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm. When you get to that point of where you're, you start to realize hey, I've kind of done it. Like mm. your body goes out of that fight or flight mode and you get tired because mm. your body feels safe enough yeah. to let go a little bit. So mm. it's that's where the burnout comes from. It's not that it's – because I used to feel guilty when I was really tired. Yeah. And then I was reading these books and it just kept saying, you know, once you've realised that, you know, whatever was stressing you out or – you know, you get to a point where you feel like, oh, you know, I can, you know, I can spend a little bit more money or I can, my bills are paid or, mm. you know, I've got, the, I've achieved that little goal that I set. Yep. Your body automatically without you subconsciously realizing it will start to be like, thing. I can chill now. Yeah. Like my nervous system doesn't have to be like so on the, on the ball. Yep. Yeah. 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 Do you still that get moments sense. like that when, I mean, like when you're in the building phase and I think all of us can relate to this and you're worried about money and you're worried about this and you're mm. worried about that never goes what's away gonna happen. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't go away it, doesn't, okay. it goes to the next level it doesn't matter whether you're making 10 grand a month or 50 grand a month yeah you know or 100 grand a month like mm. you still always have those worries and if you're someone like me you always want more yeah yeah and then our spending level adjusts to our income level. <laughs> lifestyle right? creep. Yeah, like, so it does. The lifestyle creep is yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, you – like, I, I I think those worries never, ever go away. I think it's so normal to – I think it's so important to normalise that mm. because I think people think that once I get to this next bracket or it I – It doesn't make or you happier. Or I get to no, 40 and it do, that's, or 50 nah, or that's whatever. That's one thing I've realised. It doesn't make you happier. It has – I feel like you have to be happy with where you are from the beginning because anything more than that, but it's so hard What's to be secret? happy. What's the secret there? Can you tell me? How Trauma. You? <laughs> I shit you not. No, like when you know how I am, you know how I am. Like I always do this. I have to do this degree. I have to do this degree. Mm. I have to do my postgrad degree. I have to do this. And it, I'm just like, when, I think it was after I, I've, I got into that law firm. I'm like, oh, mm. now what? Yeah, like, I was always told you've got to do this, you've got to do. I did everything I was asked to do, but my mum still died. Like yeah. she died at forty-eight. Like just, I don't want to go into that, but just like, well, 
I earned good money the last couple of years. Like, yeah. well, I can go buy shoes. It doesn't, it's, it's not, different. it's experiences. It's like memories. Yep. Like when you're on your deathbed one day, you're not going to think, oh, I can die. I've got 10 million in the bank. It's the no relationships. One. It's the relationships Absolutely. that you build with your friends and family yeah. that count. It's and that's everything. all you're thinking about. Or as soon as your health goes, who gives a shit how much money you've yeah. got? Yeah, right. And I think that comes back to being happy with where you are in the beginning of your journey. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. having the time to, because the way that I think about it is, this is me personally, right? Like I want to be successful and I want to do all those things, but I know that my daughter is going to, she's three. Do you know what I mean? Like I know it's going to go so quickly. Yep. So even if it does take me another two or three years to get there. Or even longer. It's it's okay because do you know what I'm going to look back at? I'm going to look back at how she was when she falls asleep. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And yep. how many times I was there with yeah, her at you night. Never, you never look back and think, oh, I, did, well, I worked 10 hours on my business Gee, I'm well, glad about that. Yeah. yeah, like I'm so glad I got through all <laughs> my know, emails that day. I'm really glad that that reel that I spent three hours <laughs> making got 2,000 views. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's, but yeah. it's hard to, I mean, yeah, again, hard, I can hard, tell you this, yeah. but it's hard to put it into practice yep. every single day because mm-hmm. there are days again where you just like, oh, I'll be like to Marco, oh, can you just look after her? Like I just need to get some work done. Yep. I need to pack some last orders or I need to do something. Yep. And then you sit back and you're like, shit, am I going to like mm-hmm. – it, it just – and all the memories just kind of mesh into one, right? Yep. <laughs> it's my, hard. It's really my difficult. My last holiday, if you could call it that, um, I went to the Gold Coast in January, late Jan, um, and I worked every single day. Yeah. That was not a holiday. That's not a holiday. Do you know that I didn't even swim? I didn't go, like I went to the beach once and I sat there panicking that I hadn't got my content ready for yeah. that day because I'm launching salon goals in, in a couple of weeks and I need to I need to build up my engagement. Yeah. And we should have just become bricklayers or something. I know. Time off. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I fantasize about having a job sometimes. I know. I that do nine that. to five. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 you get what you're, you know, you know what you're going to get. You know what you need to put in. You get paid. It's, you know, there's. Yeah, yeah. but nah. But the thing I know, is, I know. It's a know, no, but do you know like. What though? Like, I reckon if I did have a job. I will have cooked up like 10 different businesses. Yeah, yeah that's same. the thing, yeah. right? Within and you're going to always wonder. Yeah, I you know. You would have always been like, what if I just quit my job 10 years ago when I, I, did, I just did the lash course? Or you know what I do? I start thinking about how the bosses were running the business. <laughs> yeah. Like how much money you're making off me. It's like, no, how yeah, could this be run better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I get it's, that. It, it's, it's, a, it's a tough slog, but it's worthwhile. Yeah, and I think it's finding the balance between being disciplined to show up and be successful and stuff like that, but also not watching your life just pass you by as well. Yeah. And I think as women as well, it's a lot harder because mm. as a man, it's it's more, you know, socially yeah, we, acceptable we, we to be able to do to it. Exactly. Too. So it's like, it's like what society expects of you, what you expect of yourself, not letting your life pass you by, but having the discipline to make your business successful. Mm. It's yeah. like such a, it's such a delicate balance. Yeah. And at the end of the day, being happy with the person that you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you being, can be. I've learned that being busy is not a flex. No, it's really not. It's not I, a flex. Uh, yeah, it's it's really not. I'm tired. Yeah. I, I'm it's tired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so over being busy, and it's like just the knee jerk. Like, how have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been so busy. Yeah, I know. Mm. Oh. I'm like busy doing what? Like, yeah. Is there anything meaningful? Yeah. No. Do you know Maybe what? Not. When people ask me that, I'm like, yeah, I've been so busy. Like, oh, what have you been up to? Um, just work. <laughs> just. Yeah. Just work, I actually. Tell, I can't even really tell you what I've been busy I'd doing. I'd love to say I don't even know. 
I've been busy in Europe the last couple oh, of months. I've been busy mate. traveling. Oh. You know what I mean? Like that would be the goal. But yeah, that would um, be, that's my, that's. <laughs> do you want to wrap it up? It's been about yeah, that's, an what hour I, that's why I did this. But I let's do just one more thing. Sure. Parting advice for people who want to jump from being a home business to being a salon that hires people. I know that's really broad and like, but just like some really important things that you as a business coach would. Just do one important thing. (laughs) One? Start out (laughs) the way you wish to continue. Oh, that's a good one. So what I mean by that is, uh, but then people say start before you're ready. Which I kind of agree with as well. What do you believe? Just say YOLO. (laughs) Yeah, look, um, (laughs) the only way you can fail, like if you're scared of failure, like if that's your biggest worry with going from home to commercial or, you know, going from a solo um, lash artist to, you know, a salon owner with staff, you know, the only way you fail is if you quit. Yeah. Like if you keep trying, if you don't give up, you're not going to fail. Yeah. And yes, like I said earlier, people can come and go. They're not going to break you. You mm. know, if you're determined to keep going and you want to win mm. and you want to do this, you know, failure is not an option. Like I said earlier as well, you know, you've decided that failure is not an option. You've got nothing to fall back on. Yeah. Um, just go for it. But yeah. get your stuff in order. Get the right advice. Um, you know, talk, and it doesn't have to be paid advice. You know, I'm going to give a shout out to Charlotte Creasy from Lady Lash in Sydney. Mm. Um, she's got four or five salons now. I don't wow. know. She's got a ridiculous amount of staff. Like I'm talking like maybe 30 or 40 plus. Wow. Um, one of the most beautiful, beautiful people in this lash industry and not a lot of people know her. She's been around she keeps a to long herself, time. Stays yep. out of drama. Yep. Love oh, her. We love a queen like that, yep. don't we? And... I I met her at volume training back in 2014. So I've known her for a long time. Um, we've kept in contact over the years. Um, and I reached out to her one day and I, I said, hey, Charlotte, I'm coming to Sydney on this date. I'm just wondering if I can just come and hang out with you at the salon and just, you know, show me how you run your business. Like, you know, I'm happy to pay you for your time. Mm. And she was like, no, 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 don't be stupid. Just come hang out. Like, so... I got there and you know she showed me how how she runs her big her big salon in Newtown in Sydney um their flagship OG Mm. salon it's about 12 or 14 girls in there that day working that's amazing she's got her own brand as well um she does training she does tattooing she's I think I used to buy Lady Lash years ago off eBay like they were one of the original yeah yeah been around a really long time but anyway she gave me her time she you know showed me firsthand how she let me walk around behind her and watch her how they handle bookings and how they had two dedicated receptionists even one that was running bookings for the salon in Parramatta um but she was in Newtown but she was running the books for that Um, you know like just being exposed to that um was really eye-opening for me it helped me a lot yeah and we're still friends now we sat together at the last ilm um in sydney we sat together wow that's awesome um we went out for dinner when we were in sydney you know always stayed in touch or we supported each other through covid um you know just kept in touch and you know um but yeah she was a mentor to me and she was so much further ahead of me but she certainly did you know, she was a person that I sought out. She'd done what it yeah. was that I wanted to do. Yeah. I don't want to have 
multiple locations though just putting that out there but yeah um yeah no like she she was an unpaid mentor yeah. Yeah. so you know it doesn't just have surround to be. yourself with good people yeah surround yourself you know help each other out lift each other up yeah. you know mm-hmm. um but yeah like i think just start the way you wish to continue you know get yourself in order um get set up properly you know don't try and do the dodge and yeah don't cut corners always no. bites you in the ass doesn't it it, yeah. it really it does. will it, it will it, it actually does. Already. yeah sorry mm. sorry that was a little bit long no, no that's, that's okay we appreciate you being <laughs> know, here we, no, it's been awesome. chatting it's been to such you. a good chat <laughs> thank you well Thank you, Lauren, for coming on to the podcast. My pleasure. And we hope you enjoy. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. if you girls want to make the trip to Albury. Oh, my God, we would love to. I'd love to. Really? Road trip. Yeah. I'm dying to come. I actually stopped at Albury on the way back from Sydney and I was like, damn, this is a big-ass town. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really big. I thought it was small. No, <laughs> like, we've got we've got like a Maya. Yeah, I know. I saw. You've got Maya. We've got Maya. They've been but you still have, been, you still come to Melbourne to go to Chad's. I know. That, they've been threatening to close it for a while. But, you know, it's been on the chopping block, yeah. one of their low-performing stores. Um, yeah, we've got, we've got maybe like three McDonald's's. Oh, wow. That would be cool. Yeah. No, we'll come. I used yeah, to judge definitely. the size of a town based on its fast food outlet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we loved having you here. Thank it's a pleasure you. being your friend as well. So oh, thank you very likewise. much. We thank will speak you. to you guys next time. Thanks for Sad. watching. Bye. Bye. <laughs>